0: To where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The middle of the week is finally here. Welcome into the program. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Great to have you along. I feel like Tony the Tiger today. Having this program, having you along with us today is great. Welcome in and welcome aboard. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We truly do appreciate you each and every day here on this show as we continue to grow like a weed that's stuck in cow manure. And I say that because apparently there's a lot of nutrition in that. Who knows? But, hey, you know what? We're going to make it happen on the program today. We have a lot to get to. We have bottom of the hour, Joe Pinion. He is a candidate for... (laughs) I'm still stuck on the analogy. Wait a second. Does it actually grow in manure? Is that I guess it depends on how much. Is it like smother it and kill it or does it actually like give it nutrient? Not quite sure on that one. Anyways, bottom of the hour, Joe Pinion, he is candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of New York, challenging Chuck Schumer. We will have him on the program in just a little bit. We'll talk about the approval ratings for the Biden administration and Democrats overall going into the midterm elections. And the big question that I have on my mind, how and what will Democrats do or what Republicans do to screw up the lead that we have because we always, we always seem to do it. How will Republicans screw up that uh, lead that we have? Mitch McConnell spoke on that uh, a little bit as he was at a uh, fundraiser or at some type of event and said that we're in a really good position. He shouldn't probably be the guy that's leading the charge and being the face of the Republican Party. He's a very controversial guy. Not a whole lot of conservatives like Mitch uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch McConnell, but hey. At the same time, you know what? Do your thing, man, and speak. Mitt Romney as well. He's talking about possibly fading out of politics. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. Lots to get to today. We have the Brooklyn shooter that has been arrested. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. The big news of the day, of course, though, is what's trending. What's trending today? According to the Associated Press, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, the government head up of the healthcare industry, telling you how to live your life, especially for the last two years with COVID-19, has said now that they have extended their mask requirements for travel on uh, airplanes through May 3rd as COVID-19 cases rise across the nation. No, I don't know what the three weeks is going to do. Apparently, that's just going to, you know, kill it off, just try and slow the trend. Remember, they said that at the beginning of the pandemic, too. We're just going to do a two-week quarantine, two-week stay at a home, the non-essential businesses and the social distancing and not wanting to get out into the community make sure to wear the mask. It's only going to be two weeks, and we're how many weeks now into this two-year pandemic? Well, apparently, two more weeks is going to kill off the rise of the COVID-19 cases in the country to where you have to wear your mask on an airplane Uh, at least until May 3rd. So there you go. If you're traveling into the Easter holiday weekend coming up here in a few days, you may have to wear that mask on the airplane, which I'm sure you are already prepared for, which is why I'm conveniently not getting on an airplane over the next few weeks because I will not be wearing a mask, nor do I have any desire to travel anywhere. So I guess I have a win-win situation on my end. But I'm just curious on what that's going to do to the cases because right now I haven't heard maybe you have the media would definitely report it if it were the case the massive increase in deaths or massive increase in hospitalizations we're not hearing about any of those all we are hearing about is the slight rising cases themselves which we knew was going to happen after fauci said that we were going to see what the uk was seeing which was a rising cases but not a rise in hospitalizations or deaths with the new subvariant ba.2 or whatever the hell it's called it's the subvariant of the variant of omicron so we're seeing the new sub-variant that's not really harming anybody but giving us more cases, and now we need to extend those masks. That, by the way, aren't doing anything because, the obviously, the virus can get through the mask, and you touch it, and you fidget with it, and you take it off, and you wear it under your chin, and you don't know, do it properly anyways. And it's not really doing anything, but, you know, hey, you know what, keep that feel-good law in place just to make people feel like we're doing something to actually protect them. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to focus a whole lot of time on COVID-19 or the pandemic or the masks or that. That was just the headline. And I figured that that was a hilarious joke. See, did you laugh <laughs> Did you laugh? That was the humor of the day. Trying to crack open this show for a Wednesday in the middle of the week. There is an interesting story though, that I do want to read. And it, I want to crack your mind open a little bit and just make you ponder things just a little bit here when it comes to inflation rates that are sitting at 8.5% across the nation. In fact, you can look at by different industry and see how well we are actually doing. Overall, CPI is up 8.5% with inflation rates. Gas itself is up 48% year over year for the month of March. Electricity is up 11.1%. Meat, poultry, and fish industry is up by 13.8%. Right now, milk's up 13.3%, coffee's up 11.2%, used cars are up 35.3%, and even airline fare where they're telling you to wear a mask and be extremely uncomfortable while you're flying is at 23.6% inflated on year-over-year for the month of March. Just to put a few things into perspective for you. Now, with those numbers, includes the gas that's up 48%, Because, I mean, by golly, there's a Russian-Ukraine war and conflict that's going on, and that's what's causing the inflation in gas, not the steady increase that we've seen over the last year. And just because it got close to $4 around the same time, now they have to compare and be like, look, it's the war, it's the conflict. That's what's causing the issues. When we know that's not the case, we know they're lying, but they're so desperate they have to reach out to TikTokers and TikTok influencers and young kids on there and be like, hey, this is what you should be telling your 100 million followers and all the millions of people that are going to be watching your videos because we got you. We're looking out for you. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. And that's really where we're at today. So what is the response? Of course, we've talked about the releasing of the 1 million barrels a day from the Federal Reserve in the oil reserves that does nothing for the 24 million barrels that we consume every single day. we trying to talk about buying more oil from overseas, from Saudi Arabia and from OPEC and from other different uh, organizations. Not really going to do a whole lot. The new flavor of the day. Uh, because all those, by the way, are disasters. It's kind of like when Barack Obama told us to inflate our tires to make sure we get better gas mileage. Like, thanks, Ob- thanks, Obama. We appreciate that. Very effective and great tools and tips for us to live our lives in a better way. Just make sure your tires are inflated and you'll get way better gas mileage. We appreciate that. That's the kind of messaging that the Biden administration has come out with because, obviously, they're being tailored by Obama on how to actually run their presidency. The new flavor of the day, however, though, has been to extend ethanol into the gasoline to try and lower the gas prices. Now, there's pros and there's cons to this. And now I live, for those that don't know, uh, my flagship is right here in the middle of the country, in Wichita, Kansas. There's a lot of agriculture around here, and I am a fan of ethanol in our energy and in our gas, and I think that does help and supplement some things. Is it quite as efficient? Not quite as much as oil and natural gas, but at the same time, does it help? It absolutely does help. And we can supplement and we can substitute a little bit for that one. But here's where I'm going to go with this. According to CBS News, the Biden administration is now planning to allow... I love the wording here because, remember, they're the tyrants allowing us to do things. Thank you, O tyrant, Mein Fuhrer. The Biden administration is planning to allow a gasoline blend that includes 15% ethanol to continue to be sold into the summer. As the 15% mix, known as E15 gasoline, is usually banned for sale between June 1st and September 15th. (laughs) Why? It's during the peak travel months and it's because it's more volatile in the heat and there is some concern about it contributing to smog, although renewable fuel advocates claim that that is untrue. So because of the Green New Deal environmental garbage, we can't allow to sell E-15 gasoline during the summertime because it contributes to polluting the atmosphere or something. Under current law, gas stations may sell the 10% ethanol blend year-round though The Environmental Protection Agency intends to issue a national emergency waiver... Thank you again, O grand government, allowing us, allowing us to change that for most of the country between June 1st and September 15th. So the idea, we don't have enough gasoline coming in. We're not producing enough gasoline because there's oil rigs all over the place that are not being drilled right now to actually produce more energy, to allow more gas into the supply chain, to allow the supply to meet the demand, to lower the prices like would be a commonsensical free market laissez-faire capitalist alternative. We can't do that. But we're going to allow the 15% E15 gasoline with the 15% ethanol to supplement a little bit. How much is it going to change gasoline prices? Well, they say that it could lower gas prices by near 10 cents uh, per gallon cheaper than conventional gas, according to CBS News. But it's unclear exactly how much the change may affect the driver's pocketbooks. The fact is, we do know exactly how much it's going to affect the pocketbooks of drivers every day, especially during the summertime when people are driving for vacation and people are driving a lot more because it's beautiful outside. And many farmers and agriculture producers are out driving their trucks and their tractors to the field. Yeah, there's a lot of gas that is spent. What will it do to the pocketbook? Well, even though they say it's going to lower at 10 cents a gallon. Uh, it's actually going to be more expensive for us because again, government comes up short when it comes to solving solutions for the private sector. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. There's a headline for Mike Rosen, and for those that don't know, he was a great talk show host out of 850KOA out of Denver. I got to intern for him for about six months. I look up to him greatly, and he is probably one of the most genius financial individuals that I have ever met on radio or off the radio, where he talks numbers. Pretty uh, in-depthly. And here's what he had to say on a Facebook post just a couple days ago. Yesterday, the Biden administration announced a plan to allow gas stations to sell E15 fuel year-round that could approximately lower gas prices 10 10 cents per gallon. But will that actually save consumers money? Sadly, the answer is a resounding no. The 15% ethanol blend is 5% less fuel efficient than regular gasoline. Which means that if your car were to get 20 miles per gallon on regular gas it will now only get 19 miles per gallon when running on E15 ethanol blend. So how does that affect the driver's pocketbook? If you're driving a car with 15-gallon gas tank and getting 20 miles per gallon using regular gas, and gas is costing you $4 a gallon to round up for the example here, it'll cost you $60 to fill up your 15-gallon gas tank, and you'll be able to drive 300 miles on that 15 gallon gas tank. That's 60 bucks. Which the cost uh, with the fuel cost at 20 cents per mile driven. I know it's a lot of numbers at you. Hang with me here for a second. Now, let's say that you fill up with the E15 gas instead, that will only cost you $58.50 to fill up your gas tank because you're saving 10 cents a gallon at $3.90 per gallon, but the fuel efficiency is at 19 miles per gallon instead of 20. Which means you'll only be driving 275 miles before your tank runs dry, making the uh, fuel cost at $21.30 per mile, which is a 6.3% increase to the consumer if you drive long distances for your car or if you just drive consistently back and forth to work every day. It's a 6% increase, 6.3% increase to be exact, on a cost increase for the driver to fill up your gas tank with the E15 as opposed to regular fuel. Is it that much of a difference? Not a whole lot. I guess we would take that to the 8.5% inflation rates that we're seeing right now. But overall... That's still a 6% increase on you already spending at the gas pump while the Biden administration's trying to tell you that E15 is now going to be available because we're trying to lower gas prices and at the same time injecting the million barrels a day of the uh, oil reserves because why the hell not let's just deplete our reserves for no apparent reason. That's going to save you on gas for like two to three cents and then they do a 6% bump up there with the E15 telling you that they're going to save you in gas yet again. Now, I'm a fan of E15. Don't get me wrong. I am not opposed to it. It's a great supplement, but to supplement it in the long term like this to try and lower gas prices, sorry, you're going to be paying more at the pump yet again. Thank you, Joe Biden. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Unfortunately, there is a very malicious agenda at play here, and we need to expose it and be aware of it as we talk about these gas prices and the quote-unquote, for those on the radio, these air quotes that I'm using here, the quote-unquote solutions that the Biden administration is coming out with to try and lower gas prices by pawning it off saying it's because of Russia and the Ukraine, which is crap, absolute crap. And if you want absolute proof to it, you can read my latest blog that I put on my website at HoosierReason.com and the latest op-ed piece that I wrote for obsolence at Opslens.com as well. You can see it. We show there's been an incremental uh, increase in gas prices month over month for the Biden administration took office. So the fact that it just got close to $4 at the time that the Russian-Ukrainian war happened was just coincidence, and they got to blame it and pawn it off there and say, no, we had nothing to do with increasing gas prices other than the fact that it's been increasing 10 to 15 cents month over month every single month since last year to the point of where we're at now, where we went from a barrel to $3.80 a gallon uh, with our Uh, gas prices over the last year, but there's a more malicious intent over this. While they say, hey, we're trying to help you out here, we're going to release this E15, this ethanol, 15% ethanol into your gas that you can drive with between June and September because that's going to help out, that's going to supplement, that's going to relieve the uh, necessity for more oil and that's going to help out a little bit. It's actually not, as we just read the numbers, it's actually going to increase it by 6% at the gas pump because it is unfortunately about 5% less efficient than what regular gas is doesn't mean that i'm still not a fan of ethanol i think that's a great thing and don't worry farmers and ranchers and ag producers around the country that listen to this program and i know you do i got your back here because what we need to be doing while we have other issues at hand is we need to be focused on where the best priorities are to actually put things like corn and ethanol let's think about this for a second we have a food shortage That's going on in the world right now. We have Ukraine. That's the third largest producer of corn and wheat that's not getting any of their production out. I just saw some of the numbers today. They went from like exporting 23 trillion tons of wheat to like seven or like what was it? Like seven or 17 or whatever it was. I forget the number. Uh, Ridiculously lower than what it usually is year over year with the amount of exports for their grains. We have a food shortage where they're talking about a global pandemic, not in COVID now, but in food. Where in Europe, they talk about taking food away from the hungry to give it to the starving. That's how bad things are going to get. We just had uh, U.S. Senator Roger Marshall make an announcement out of Washington, D.C., talk about the crazy food trade that's going to happen and what we're going to do. Now, the U.S. produces a lot, and we export a lot, which is really good, and it helps us on our bottom line. Maybe we should not export as much over the next year and like hold it domestically to make sure we're properly taken care of so get, so food prices don't increase. But why would we strain an already strained system like corn and grains to use for food and take it away from the food supply that's already shortened globally to put it into ethanol? Like, I get it. It's a new resource that we could have when the markets are doing things normally, but maybe we should like make sure food prices are going to be decent and not actually take away from the inventory we have from grains that could be making food and then putting it into ethanol for gas that's not that's actually going to be causing an increase in gas price because of the less efficiency of ethanol compared to actual gas. This is causing more of a strain, and it's going to cause a major disaster down the line, and the Biden administration more than likely either knows it and doesn't care, knows it and is trying to push some type of agenda to be like, oh, now we're causing two issues here, or they just don't have a clue because they're completely oblivious. My opinion, personally, is that the second one, it's a little bit more malicious here. They know it's going to cause, cause a strain in the gas industry. They know it's going to cause a strain in the food industry. So that way... They can talk about rationing food, they can talk about, as well, trying to get you on that electric vehicle, pushing their political agenda, knowing that they're unpopular right now, knowing that they have low approval ratings, so pushing that agenda over the hill, over the top, over that fence, so that way it's a new starting point. When Republicans do screw it up, Democrats get control again, and they have a new starting point for their agenda when we're already kind of SOL pretty frustrating isn't it when we come back we'll talk with joe pinion about some of this and more he's a candidate for u.s senate out of the state of new york a lot of listeners out of new york state we'll talk with you guys when we come back here on the voice of reason for a wednesday stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier When reason meets radio, you're listening to the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I tell you what, I think the agenda is being exposed left and right. You can try all you want, Biden, but I'm telling you, when gas prices go up and you try to blame somebody else, when that's just not true, you come up with solutions that don't do a single thing. Releasing oil from the reserves is not going to solve it. E-15 is actually going to be more expensive by about five to six percent overall for travelers people driving, especially during the summertime. Hey, I'm going to drive vacation. I want to go cross country. Great. That's yeah. I don't know how many people are actually going to do that with the ongoing gas prices right now. Overall, CNBC is reporting right now supplier prices. Rising 11.2% year-over-year as well for the month of March, the biggest gain on record. Obviously, the 8.5% inflation that we're seeing right now is the largest that we've seen since 1981. So things are just not looking good for the Biden administration, especially going into midterm elections, which is not going to be favorable to Democrats in any way, shape, or form. The big question is, what are Republicans going to do about it? That's... I know... That is the cause for concern. So to talk about some of that and more, super happy to have this guy back on the program because it's been way too long in our latest What's Trending Today. What's Trending segment as he is an advocate, entrepreneur, political news commentator as well. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate in the great state of New York. It's Joe Pinion with us here. Joe, how are you, brother?
1: Good to be with all of you. God bless. How you doing today, my friend?
0: We are living the dream. It's good to talk to you. It's been way too long since we've chatted. How's the campaign trail going? I know you've been all over the state there.
1: Well, look, the campaign is going well. I mean, I think, again, we took care of the first key issues, make sure we secured the nomination and support of the Republican Party, check, make sure that we avoided a primary and a challengers. We have dispatched them, check, check, and then now making sure uh, that we can let the people of New York know they have a chance to have a choice uh, against Chuck Schumer for the first time in 24 years and that the people all across this country know uh, that if they are tired of what the left has done, Uh, to the people that call this nation home, they can come and support this campaign and send a message that will be heard around the country.
0: Amen to that. If you guys are able to swing New York into a red state, like you said, giving people another option that they haven't seen in a long time, That is a huge feat because people get into this weird routine of like, oh, the name recognition, I've seen it on there for the last 20 years, so I'm just going to keep doing the same thing while complaining about things that they're doing. So uh, it's a big feat, and I'm confident, I'm optimistic you guys have a chance to actually do this.
1: Well, look, I think, again, as we've said from the beginning of this campaign, our thesis is very clear. Uh, If you are unhappy with the world as it is today, you cannot continue to vote for the architects who built it. Uh, Chuck Schumer is the greatest architect in modern political history. Uh, He has been on the wrong side of practically every issue. Uh, Anything he promises to fix tomorrow, he, in fact, has spent the last 42 years uh, creating said problems. I mean, he has been in Congress for 42 years, uh, the Senate for 24 of the 42. He was in the New York State Assembly for six years before that, 48 years in government. And now he says he has finally discovered uh, that New Yorkers and Americans want bold change. I think people just want to make sure that parents don't end up on a terrorist watch list for saying they don't want their children uh, to be taught sexually explicit materials. I think that we want to make sure that our kids go to public schools and walk out of those public schools knowing how to read. I think that people want to know that our constitutional liberties are not going to be infringed by a terrorist government who thinks that they know better than parents, they know better than families, and they know better than every single one of us.
0: Yeah, amen to that. There's a lot of things to unpack there. Right now, obviously, with the economy, we have 8.5% inflation rates, the highest that we've seen since 1981. We have gas prices that are at 48% increases year over year from March to March right now. They're trying to blame on Ukraine. And the response is, let's just release a million barrels a day from our oil reserves, which does nothing when we consume 24 million a day, and 40% of that goes to the auto industry already. Then they want to increase the E15 sales for ethanol into the summer, which only increases gas prices from 5 to 6% because it's 5% less efficient anyways than what gas actually is. Why can't we just say, hey— regardless of whether they say that oil companies are actually drilling now, let's just open up more of them, produce more, and lower the prices by putting more supply into the market. What a wild concept.
1: I mean, look, let's talk about uh, some basic principles here. It's They say we're just releasing a million barrels of oil a day. Uh, we're releasing them from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. <laughs> that is the formal name for it. It is what is the oil that we have put aside in the event of complete and utter demise of the world order as we know it. Uh, So anytime we're taking a million barrels a day and deploying it to save a few pennies off of the outrageous fuel costs that have everything to do with the fact that we have a president that announced to the world that America was getting out of the fuel business, Uh, we're just showing the world how completely out of touch we are with the realities that drive uh, the financial responsibilities of the everyday citizen. So uh, that is the hard truth. The American people are paying over 400 million dollars per day uh, on fuel versus where they were uh, when Joseph Robinet Biden placed his hand on a Bible. The American people are uh, watching fuel costs. Uh, higher than ever uh, in, in, in modern history. We're looking at uh, food costs, uh, yeah. the highest in the history of the world. And it has very little to do with the fact that Vladimir Putin decided to drive tanks into Ukraine. The food costs were already uh, that high. So that, to me, is, is the broader issue. Uh, to make sure that we let people know that this is failure by design because we have leaders more concerned with building the utopia on paper than they were with making sure that the rest of us in the real world had the things we need to have the world that we deserve. Yeah.
0: Hey, spot on. We're talking with Joe Pinion, candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of New York, former uh, host on Newsmax as well as you're running in that state. uh, The overall household spending has increased near $327 a month, according to CNBC reports, due to the inflation right now, as you mentioned. Obviously, that's why we're seeing such a low approval rating with Joe Biden is that they can't run on a successful campaign of really doing anything, but especially with the economy that's hitting the average American more so than anybody. CNBC also reports that even the quote-unquote wealthy and higher-income individuals are cutting back on their spending, where we see retail shops and consumer spending dropping nationwide How can Democrats run on any platform going into the midterm saying that they're doing something for the for the average American?
1: Well, look, they'll do what they have been doing uh, for the last year and a half. They will lie to the American people. Uh, You have people like Chuck Schumer and the president of this nation who say that inflation is just a high class problem. No, uh, it is a problem that acutely uh, affects the people at the bottom of the economic ladder and certainly the middle class. Uh, The middle class has become an endangered species under Chuck Schumer's watch. Uh, We're looking at the fact right now that the rotisserie chicken uh, has become astronomically expensive. Uh, We're looking at the fact that we've gone from a world where we used to pay market prices uh, for the lobster at the five-star restaurant to now we're paying daily market prices for the chicken wings at the local diner. That's the hard truth of the America in which we are living in. So American families are paying the price. Every single day in the poultry aisle, we've got Ukrainians paying the price with their lives uh, because we have an administration that wanted to play Russian roulette with the Russians as if they didn't invent the game. Uh, This is the horrifying reality of America today on one party rule. And we have to let people know all across this country that what Chuck Schumer does in the name of New Yorkers impacts every single one of us. And if you're a police officer that watched 2021 become the deadliest year to wear a badge, if you're a nurse who lost her job and then found yourself locked out of the unemployment benefits you've been paying into, uh, go to joeopinion.com, sign up to help us knock on doors. Send the extra few dollars you may have left uh, living under Biden inflation because this is the year we will break the back of one party rule. And this is the year that we will send the earthquake through our political system to send Chuck Schumer to the retirement home of politics once
0: and for all. Yeah, this is going to be a huge year. I am so excited about it. Now, here's the opportunity that we have because Democrats are such an, a crazy demise right now. Mitch McConnell came out and said that it was a great opportunity as well. My big concern and big question is, and you know this as well, following this for such a long time, What are Republicans going to do to screw it up? We always seem to have some within our own party that try to obstruct our own agenda when we start gaining some momentum and traction to actually do something. We have Liz Cheney that just uh, reported she gained like $3 million in fundraisers because she's trying to fight the quote-unquote Trumpers across the nation. We have Mitt Romney uh, running right now after supporting the Ketanji Brown-Jackson Supreme Court nomination and is unsure whether he wants to continue his career in politics. Uh, What are Republicans going to do and do you think that we can hold it together through this election to actually bring some conservatives to D.C.
1: Well, look, I think we have to remind the people that the America that we inherit is up to us. As we had Ronald Reagan who reminded us that freedom is not something that we pass down in the bloodstream, we have to fight for it. Uh, Each and every single one of us have that responsibility. And so it's very easy for people to listen to people on the TV saying we're going to take back the Senate. Let me be perfectly clear. There are people who are happy. Uh, to make sure that we have more Republicans in the Senate than Democrats, but as long as we make sure that Chuck Schumer is exactly where he currently is because they want him to be the scapegoat, the boogeyman that allows them to raise money. Mm. Uh, It's more important for us to make sure that we have principled leadership down in D.C. that makes sure removing people from structural from power, because that is their complete repudiation of the policies that led us into the ditch that we're in today, the policies that have led to the fact that in places like New York, 60 percent of the children do not read at the proficient level, are not doing math at a proficient level. One out of three black children that call New York State home living in poverty, 12 million children all across this country, all colors and all creeds living in poverty. And the people who say that they are on the side of the working man cannot be bothered to make sure that we have working class opportunities for the people that have been the backbone of this nation. So uh, that is our quest in this election to say that all people of good sense uh, should help us form this uncommon coalition, a common sense coalition to send Chuck Schumer packing and to tell all those Republicans who want to go along to get along that those days of Republicans in name only
0: are done. Music to my ears, my friend. I am so glad that you're running. I'm so glad you're getting momentum. I am so excited for the election coming up with you. It's Joe Pinion, candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of New York, online at JoePinion.com. That's P-I-N-I-O-N.com. Joe, good luck on the campaign trail, my friend. God bless you. Let's get you back on the show and get another update soon.
1: Absolutely. God bless you all. And after we're done praying, let's get up and let's protect our
0: nation. Let's make it happen. I love it. It's Joe Opinion, their candidate for U.S. Senate. We'll get him back on the show again real soon. We always appreciate his time very much. We'll take a break. Come back, wrap up the show today for a midweek celebration. Stay here.
1: The voice of
0: reason with Andy Hoosier. fighting for freedom every day the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier welcome back into the program so I was writing down a list of everything I'm wondering how Democrats are going to campaign with in the midterm elections which I gotta give credit to Joe Pinion and I appreciate him love him to death JoePinion.com Seriously, go and check him out. Go and support him any way you can, even if you don't live in the state of New York. he's He needs the help because I definitely think that even the establishment Republicans, the Mitch McConnell's out there, the Liz Cheney's out there, the RNC out there that likes to play the game of politics instead of doing just what's best. we got to remember, I am a Republican. I'm a conservative first, but I am a Republican. And, our unfortunately, our party plays politics just as much as the Democrats do. And Chuck Schumer, as evil as a human being as he is, especially when it comes to politics, that he is a scapegoat. He is the scarecrow to gain fundraising and show, like, hey, look at what Chuck Schumer is doing. Look at what the Democrats are doing under the leadership of Chuck Schumer. He is that scarecrow that we can use in political targeting. In order for the for us as Republicans and for the RNC to say, Hey, look, look at what they're doing under Chuck Schumer. Support us because we can fight him. Meaning that deep down in the political world, they don't necessarily want Chuck Schumer to go away. They want to fight his agenda, but they want to do it with him being there still as the icon of what they're going against in order to rile us up. It's the same as what the Democrats do with Donald Trump. Look at what Donald Trump's doing. He's an evil racist. He's a Nazi. He's a fascist. He's a... Look at that. Go fund us here for the Democrats. Chuck Schumer is kind of our scapegoat and kind of our scarecrow that we try to use and uphold, unfortunately, making it all the more difficult for Joe opinion, a solid conservative guy and former host on Newsmax TV, to run against him in the election when the Republican Party, or at least portions of the Republican Party, are making it difficult for him on the campaign trail, because do they really want him to get in there? Do they really want him to do that job? They do, but at the same time, then they would lose the scapegoat and the bad guy that we're uh, fighting against in the messaging and the PR game that is the Wonderful, war- or wonderful World. Of politics, but I was looking at the list, and I was trying to write down during the break the list of all the things that the Democrats are going to campaign on. Imagine this as a campaign slogan for the Democrats, will you? We started off with COVID, the the politics of fear. You need to wear the mask. You need to social distance. You need to run out and get the vaccine. You need to uh to, uh to, what is it the what was that the um. Contact tracing, that was the other fun one. that We haven't heard that in a long time. But you need to shut down your business. It's not essential. We went from the suffering that was there, and I'm leading up to what's going on with this Brooklyn shooting now that we have this guy because there was a whole rant that he's done on tons of social media posts about how he was tired, he was angry, he was frustrated, he had anxiety, he had this, he had that. The Democrat Party, and I'm saying this, yes, very controversially, the Democrat Party is leading us to become that This guy that snapped, that couldn't deal with life any longer. What have they done for the last two years in our life and beyond that? But really, let's start two years ago. COVID-19, be fearful of a virus, have anxiety about what's floating around in the air around you, have anxiety about potentially killing your parents or your grandparents or your kids or killing somebody else's parents or grandparents or kids because the virus is around there, wear the mask, get the vaccine. The politics of uh, fear, be very, very afraid and let the government take care of you. We went directly out of that that's not even over yet. To a war with Russia and the Ukraine. Be fearful. Be fearful of Vlad- Vladimir Putin. Be fearful of X, Y, and Z that's going on over there. That's led directly into the stress and the anxiety of a gas price increase and 8.5% inflation rates. Be fearful. You just came back from trying to open up your business after two years of being shut down because you were non-essential and now you have to deal with 8.5% inflation rates and supply chain issues and gas prices are at $4 a gallon and food that's up near 20% compared to what it was before and overall goods that are 8.5% higher right now. Now be fearful of that. Be fearful of Terrorists that are finally snapping because they can't handle it anymore, at least according to their social media posts, be fearful of it and then say, hey, we're going to take away your guns with legislation to ban ghost guns, to register the guns when you sell it to your neighbor, Bob, over the fence because you don't want it anymore and you sell it to him for a 100 bucks, And now you need to register that as well. How do you campaign on something like this? It has been two years of constantly saying you're not important, you're not valued, you're not free, we're going to control you, and you need to live in fear. And oh, by the way, we're going to make it really, really difficult for you just to survive. Welcome to the campaign slogan of the DNC for 2022 into the midterm elections. You guys are sick and pathetic, and you're trying to control us, and we're not taking it any longer. I don't care about your damn masks for the airplanes. I'm just not going to fly hurting the industry unfortunately but i'm not going to go anywhere i'm not going to register my firearms if it's something that i want to sell to my neighbor i'm not going to drive more if you want me to go get an electric car i'm just not doing it i'm not buying in to your agenda we're not falling for that garbage i know you're not either which is why i feel better ranting about it to someone that actually is like haha we get it that does it for us today podcast up in a little bit until then be your own voice of reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio tomorrow